Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk, can yield big rewards. Like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From Hollywood to you. Thank you for listening to us. Ryan Seacrest. Seacrest! On air, on air, on air with Ryan Seacrest. Ryan Seacrest here. Good morning, everybody. Good everybody, morning. good morning. How was your night, Sissini? It was nice. I caught up on some of my TV shows that I had backed up, like Shrinking and Ted Lasso. And so Michael and I got snuggled up on our new couch. Oh, boy. And it's just, it was all nice. We put the kids to bed early. Things are happening for us. I mean, in all the, the, best small, of ways. the small victories. The small <laughs> victories. The kids are in bed and we're on a new couch, and that's a holiday. It really is. Michael Shrinking. was just saying that last night. He's just like, we really love our couch. We just are so grateful. We love our kids, but we really love our kids. <laughs> we just don't you, know, you don't know how much we hated our, our last couch. I missed Jason Siegel. I missed him. I missed him too. That I show realized is, when I was watching it, I missed him. Yeah, that show's really good. Jason Siegel and, and Harrison Ford, right, and Shrinking. Yeah. How many total episodes are there? I think I'm about to start 10. Yeah, like oh, I'm, wow. I'm up to date too. Oh, so that was it? That was the season finale? I think then? you're done. Oh, how sad. Well, Succession just started. Yeah, you know what? I am going to pick that one back up. I love Brian Cox. That one and Yellow Jackets started too. So I heard that's crazy. That's another one, that a new season of that. So we got some good stuff lined up. Brian Cox does the McDonald's commercials. He plays the, the fearless leader. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he does all the oh, the chicken sandwich. Have you heard those commercials? I don't play them When I'm streaming, I hear them. Um, Tiny, how was your night? My night was good. We're a little bit annoyed because we've never been caught up on Love Island before. And now we only get one episode a day. How was your date night? 
<laughs> Day night was really, really great. Thank you for asking. Really romantic. He liked my look. And it was a great look. And we got that look at 6 a.m. yesterday, and he got it at 6 p.m. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, get you a woman that can do both. I like it. We lived with it, and we liked it. Last so we'll, day. We'll get some details on that date later. But yesterday, let's just jump into it here. You said that you had something to critique oh. about my uni Instagram post. Yeah, well, it might not have been that one. It was something you posted this weekend. Let me pull it up. But I, I noticed something that was very much not like you, oh. and it was um, your thumbnail is very long. Hmm. Like you haven't gotten a manicure in a minute. No, oh you couldn't. You, you, you couldn't be more accurate. Yeah. So I wanted to bring it to your attention. Thank <laughs> you for doing it so privately. Yeah. <laughs> Tanya, what? I mean, yeah, you could have told them in private. We're in private. We're never in private. We're in private every time I play a song. Yeah. No. Or yeah. Or a commercial. Gonna, you could have texted. I was going to text you. I forgot. And then when we were talking about your uni thing, it sparked my memory. All right, well... For the was, record, if there's anything like this for me, don't tell me on the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, there's a hair growing between yeah, your eyes, There's a hair brows. on your chin. <laughs> Could you pull it? I meant to tell you, there was a real silhouette to that dangling hair from yours. I thought you'd be happy that chin. I told you. Yeah, yeah, well, you thought wrong. <laughs> Not happy. It's so long. It's really long, and you know what I'm trying to do? Not bite it. Because my my uh, in, what I want to do is bite my nails, and I don't do that because then they get jagged and that hurts. Oh, really? You're a nail biter? Is that why you bite your pens? Wow. Uh, no, it's not why I bite my pens. That's another flaw. I bite my nails when they get too long, but then they get like not yeah. smooth, right? Yeah. Well, you need to have a little like manicure set with you. Don't you have one in your glove compartment? <laughs> yeah, I've got that. I've got <laughs> rations in case I have to camp. <laughs> I know. Oh, uh, how am I going to get through this day? Starting yeah. off like this. That was a helpful uh, tip. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. what you thought. Love you, you thought a lot. Love you. Mm, we'll get past it. Take more than that. All right. Well, guess who's on today? That's going to turn this frown upside down. The first American Idol. The one and only. Kelly Clarkson. So I don't know if you saw, but Kelly, she uh, announced that her album is going to be called Chemistry. Mm-hmm. And this is one that she wrote about an entire relationship, one that she thought was going to be it forever, that ended up not being, got the divorce, and didn't know if she was going to release the music ever. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, would I ever get past the pain? Would I ever get past the pain of something like that to be able to release song lyrics of the vulnerability and then go sing them? You? No. No. Me, no. No. Really? No. I think you could. Not Ryan. No. Me? You're a lot bigger because, like, you're friends with your exes and stuff, so I feel like you could. I don't know. The friendship thing and being able to go sing about those really right. vulnerable moments his of journal? heartbreak. No. Yeah, well, you talk no. about it here. No. Not well, his personal feelings. I talk about my feelings. Yeah. Not the deep down what, what do ther- therapy know? ones. What, what do you want to know? I feel like the more removed you are from it, the more you're opening up about things in the past that you did. Maybe you did them wrong in the past or a reason why something didn't work out. Yeah. I mean, We've never me, gone into like the root of like why you broke up with each one uh, and all uh, that type uh, of here, stuff. Here, See? Here, here, my therapy session. I was teased as a kid. Weren't we all? Oh, right. Well, that's it. That's the root of all the issues. <laughs> that's that's not what they the tell reason. Me. That's what they tell me. Who's they? 
<sighs> All the therapists on the panel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we need a family meeting. Who's available? Ugh, me. Please. Okay. Everybody else. Available? Tubbs? Michaela? I'm available. All right. Great. How's it going on Hinge, Michaela? <sighs> Not good, Ryan. Okay. No. Oh, it's okay. It just takes one. How's it going on Tinder? I don't use Tinder. Got it. Got it. Mm-hmm. Bumble? Yeah, I actually really like Bumble. There we go. Oh. All right. I got to it. Yeah. Positive. Positivity with there. Bumble. Positivity there. Yeah. I like but now, that. But now for the family meeting. What's, what's the problem, Sissini? Here's the deal. Every now and then, my parking space gets taken in the mornings. And I know we don't have assigned parking spots, but we all get here so dang early that we kind of do. Okay. First yeah, of all, I have my spot. We, uh, yeah. we do have assigned parking spots. I have an assigned parking spot. You do. We don't. You also no, have a gold mic. I gave away my spot. To whom? You honestly, yeah, you did. I know. Uh, someone, Belinda. Someone does park in your spot. So I guess that's Belinda that parks down there. Well, if Belinda's not here, it should be you. I don't want your spot, actually. I do. I, don't I like, like that, that section. Well, then, Tony, you take it. Yeah, I'm happy to. What number is it again? <laughs> no, nah, it's too tight. That Those spaces are too tight over there. Perfect for my Ford Escape. Anyways, <laughs> so I park in the same spot. I would never park where Tanya, where Tanya parks because I know that's her spot. I wouldn't park where Mark's parks because oh, I, that's I his so spot. It's like it's like not verified official, <laughs> yeah. right? But, but I know people know your rhythm and they exactly. Yeah, there's a like, little bit of like that'd be so here. messed up if I parked where Tanya parks and she comes in and my yeah. car's there. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. right, right, like that's right. rude. And same with other morning shows. Like, we all kind of get here at the same time. Like, I know where other morning shows kind of park, too. Who do you see most often in the parking deck? Um, I don't really see any. I see, actually, like, our staff the most. Say me. Yeah, probably What's Tanya. Big boy? What's yeah. Big Boy rolling in? I don't know. I think he parks on the other side. There's okay. different wings. And so we're kind right. of all in the same section, like, our, our so section of here. Who's, who's so taking your spot? I don't know. Because the car... I, I don't recognize the car or the person, but today I'm coming up and sure enough, that car was in my spot and the person was getting out. So I made it a point to drive very slow past the spot and make eye contact with oh her. Oh God, how awkward is yeah, that? Yeah, <laughs> This is the Aries Rolling. in me. Rolling. I'm a 5.0 <laughs> slow. <laughs> I went, I just they rolled slow and I made eye contact with her. Did you give like an eat you know what look? She knew because she sees my car parked there all the time. Did you squint your eyes? A little bit. Do you know who she was? I didn't, but I oh. know she I think she works on on this floor, probably one of the other morning shows. Who knows where? But then so then we get we both parked. So I parked in a different spot. That's my backup spot. And then I, I hate then, my backup spot. I know. And oh. I, I don't get in it right. And sometimes, you know, I've hit the pole before. And so, yeah, uh, the when pole. the pole's on the it's other a, side, it's, it's like. It's not a pole. It's a cement pile. Right. And so whatever. And so I, we both get out kind of at the same time. And I'm behind her going up to the elevator. And oh, she no. doesn't wait. She she gets in the oh. elevator and doesn't wait for me. She's actually your nemesis. She literally was like, she knew that like she did not want to share an elevator with me to go. Oh, she, <laughs> she really, so she now knows she takes your spot, doesn't care, not even going to wait in the elevator. No. Doesn't care. It doesn't what care. What did you do to this woman? I came up here fuming and I missed her. She disappeared. I don't know All where right, she to, is. To you, individual, <laughs> that's taking Sissini's spot and not holding the elevator door, 
we are not going to, you know, turn you in. No, it's We're fine. not going to pursue damages. But what did Sissini do? What did she do to you? Yeah, well, I get the reason why she probably didn't hold the elevator because it was probably awkward when you gave her that stare. No, but I think I would have said, hey, I'm so sorry. I was running late one day and I just needed to bite your spot, you know? There's so many empty spots. <laughs> no, <laughs> why I, I, that spot? I would be uh, upset. Oh, and it's it starts your, It's just the dumb little things that start your day off wrong. Yeah. Right? yeah, but really, it's just like if I would get here five minutes earlier, then I would get my spot. So now I know the time. When I have to park my backup spot, I'm totally thrown off. It, it throws off your whole day. I it, related, but not related story. I forgot to put the tray under the coffee grinder machine, and the coffee grounds. Ooh. Bit everywhere, all over the kitchen floor. I mean, everywhere, all over, like a huge explosion. Set me off for the day. Yeah, I couldn't bet. have a normal day after that. No way. Like one little thing in your routine throws you off, and for some reason, I can't get back on track. Nope. Mm-hmm. Again, to you, listening. Mm-hmm. Probably, by the way, probably listening to us because you're always saying, "No, like who are you, Sissini? <laughs> <laughs> and, and are you dangerous?" Uh, <laughs> Your morning hack is next here. How often should you change your underwear out? Like, get rid of it. What is the shelf life of your underwear? What would you say, Sissini? I mean, I've got some underwear that's probably <laughs> 10 years old. Yeah, well, me too. Decade. No, me too. <laughs> decade, decade feels right. I for sure have underwear I treat as new, which is six years old. I know. But it's at like the bottom of the drawer. Like, I don't think I wear them. They're just, they're there. Tubbs, you have different cuts of underwear? No, they're all just the trunks. Because huh. I have a short trunk, mm. and then I have a boxer brief regular trunk. You know, like different versions of them. And depending on what I'm wearing, I'll wear a different version of the cut. Like if you have a tighter pant versus a looser mm-hmm. pant? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't change them out much. Mm-mm. So they say you should change and buy New underwear. Get rid of the old. Buy new every six to nine months. Excuse Uh me? After 100 hot washes, the fibers in the (gasps) underwear will harbor bacteria. And that's not what you want. Hot washes? Up up there. (laughs) Yeah, essentially that's 100 days. So that's like a third of a year. Oh, no. You don't want bacteria there. Mm -mm. Man, that's expensive. I don't buy cheap underwear. Buy it in bulk. Mm Mm-hmm. Buy it in bulk. Like, I get sardines in bulk. You could get underwear the same way. So here's today's quote. Your progress does not need to be seen. <laughs> Let me buy my bulk of sardines and my bulk of underwear, please. The cash register yeah. person's like, okay. Costco, Costco. <laughs> All right, your progress does not need to be seen or validated by others. Your progress does not need to be seen or validated by others to be real. Do it for you. Kiss FM headlines with Sissini. Well, next week, members of Service Employees International Union Local 99 will be voting to ratify an agreement reached with LAUSD after a three-day strike shut down the district did last week. Members who aren't able to vote in person will be able to vote online April 6th through the 7th. Results are expected to be announced Saturday, April 8th. If approved, the LAUSD board will then vote to make the deal final.
An L.A.-based nonprofit organization is making a trip to Nashville to create a memorial to honor the six victims killed in the mass shooting at the private Christian grade school that happened on Monday. Classroom of Compassion will be creating six public altars, each dedicated to the six lives lost in the tragedy that unfolded at the Covenant School. The nonprofit has been traveling across the country, actually, for the past year to create memorial spaces at the sites of mass shootings. Mariah Carey and Megan Thee Stallion will headline the Pride in the Park Festival in June. Additional performers are also expected to be announced along with the two Grammy-winning superstars for the multiple stage event that is expanding to two days this year, June 9th and 10th. Megan Thee Stallion will perform on June 9th, Mariah Carey on the 10th at L.A. State Historic Park. On Air with Ryan Seacrest. Smart people are telling me rain will end, but right now it's raining LAX, Long Beach, downtown. But smart people keep whispering. It actually end. will end. It's only going to stick around probably till lunchtime, and then we'll have a break until tonight. When I see it. I know. <laughs> and more then there's tomorrow. actually more rain next week, even. I'm seeing next, next week something on Thursday. Well, well hold I know. on. Let's not do that. <laughs> I mean, do not do that to us. Hold on. I'm going to look at the forecast now. I know. Well, mm, no. she's right. Monday and Thursday next week. I have a little bit of imposter syndrome right now. <gasps> Why? Well, I just realized it. If you look at what I'm wearing, I'm wearing a blazer and a shirt. Why? Because the mayor's on with us. Yeah. And I don't normally wear a blazer and a shirt on the radio. And you but usually why don't I, do that, and even I, if even if you have a mayor or someone coming in. I sometimes I do. Maybe you don't notice it, but sometimes I do. I guess because she's going to see us, I want the mayor to, you know, feel like we do important stuff too. I mean, you even put a hanky in your pocket. Yeah, you I got know. a hanky in I know. Pocket. <laughs> pocket square, but otherwise known as a handkerchief. A hanky handkerchief. <laughs> uh, so Mayor Bass is coming on in just a little bit after that three day strike. I wonder if she's following this trial. I bet you she is. Well, you should certainly feel Everybody free. I'm in a blazer. Knows. We can ask anything. <laughs> Everybody knows about this Gwyneth Paltrow oh, trial. Oh, I've been watching it. Well, the mayor's coming on to talk about stepping in to resolve that strike. I'm very curious to hear the steps there. A little behind the scenes this morning. And how do we make sure we don't get into a bind again? Right. Uh, all right. Gwyneth Paltrow, this, this case involves a ski accident. So bring us up to speed. I've not seen all of it. Okay, so for the people that are not following it at all, I'll give you a little kind of like the cliff notes. You can a call recap. me Ryan. <laughs> Ryan, for the, you that, that does not know, uh, here's the the quick recap. 2019, this guy Terry Sanderson, a retired optometrist, claims that or he sued technically Gwyneth Paltrow for 3.1 million. Later, reduced it to 300 thousand over an incident in which he claims she skied out of control and crashed into him, causing a permanent traumatic brain injury, four broken ribs, and emotional distress. The crash actually took place February of 2016 Mm -hmm. on a beginner's run at the notoriously bougie Deer Valley Ski Resort in Park City, Utah. That's where they do one of those film festivals. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So then Gwyneth Paltrow has countersued now for $1 plus legal fees, claiming that he actually hit her in the back. Okay. Gwyneth's team says his whole th- the whole thing with this dude, it's, that his, it's his attempt to exploit her celebrity and wealth 
And that's kind of the the beginning of the gist of like this trial and this whole situation. But the, what's kind of crazy and what's bizarre with this trial are the moments that we've seen, like Sanderson's lawyer, uh, her name is Kristen Van Orman, and she, she kind of seems to be a little starstruck by Gwyneth Paltrow, and I think maybe we all Wait, would so be. so the other guy, the other party's lawyer? Yes. 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 So I have some audio. This is the audio of her kind of being almost like admitting that she's jealous of her height. Take a listen. May I ask how tall you are? I'm just under 5'10". Okay. I am so jealous. I think I'm shrinking, though. You and me both. I have to wear four-inch heels just to make it to 5'5". Five five, well, so. They're very nice. Well, thank That's you. so fascinating. <laughs> I mean, I didn't, if you were to play that back for me, I'd be like, what's the big deal? But when you give me the context of she's representing the other person, that's like if... I don't know. If I were the client, I'd be like, excuse me. Yeah. You're like, hold on together. for a second. I, although I will tell you that Gwyneth, I would answer the same way, just under 5'10". I would not say 5'9". Uh-huh. I would say just under 5'10". But that is fascinating. There's so more. Good. There's more. So then uh, this other one that's kind of been making the rounds on social media a little bit, uh, Taylor, the Taylor Swift comment. Take a listen to this one. Are you good Hi. friends with Taylor Swift? No. Overruled? You're not good friends with Taylor Swift. I would not say we're good friends. We are friendly. I take my kids. I've taken my kids to one of her concerts before, but we don't talk very often. You've never given Miss Swift personal, um, intimate gifts for Christmas. What was the answer? <laughs> no. No, but the, the reason is because of the whole, the fact that Gwyneth Paltrow is a countersuing for $1 and Taylor Swift also did the same thing when she was in that Fine, situation. Fine, I got it. But what about the gifts? Did she give a gift? I and don't what was the gift? Know. No. And I got to tell you, I got to tell you, I know that Taylor would probably not consider us good friends, but if asked, me in a moment of excitement would probably say, yeah. No, you wouldn't. If you were under oath. Well, no, 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 no. But I'm just saying like, just out of under oath. Oh. I'm just saying like, I think we would consider ourselves good friends. She sends us those sweaters and things. I mean, when an she, album comes out. She has sent me a handwritten note. So. Right. But it makes me feel, I will tell you this, <laughs> Taylor, you do make us feel close to you, me <laughs> yeah, and us, because does. she's so personal, right? So that's, right. Like a, that's a tricky one. It really I mean, is. I don't know. I, if I saw it at the Rose Bowl, and, you know, she is singing to me, mm-hmm. even though there were a lot of other you. people there. But it feels like when you, I don't know, that's, that's an interesting one. Right. Right? And yesterday- so, Apple and Moses, Gwyneth's kids, had to, uh, they were sworn, they were sworn, they had uh, their sworn statements entered into the record where they said that they were not there, but they remember their mom being very annoyed that some guy ran into her. So when is this net net out? When are we going to find out who, what happened? We're in How it. Long? It's we're been in playing it. out for Everyone a while, is right? kind of just, so, and we're all in it. We're all kind of now involved in this bizarre trial. And aren't they editing stuff together? Like you can catch up fast on TikTok, right? <laughs> you can catch up fast anywhere in the, yeah. on the interweb. It's so, I'm so fascinated by it. All right. Same, well, same. thank you for bringing us up to speed. Interesting to hear the sound when you put it into context like that. On air. On air with Ryan Seacrest. There it is, a little California love. It is Tupac and Dr. Dre, 102.7 Kiss FM. Let's bring in Kelly Clarkson. KC, how are you? I love following Tupac and Dr. Dre. <laughs> Have you ever done a cover of California Love? 
Oh my god, we've actually talked about it doing a like flipping that song because I'd have to in order to actually credibly do it. But yes, we've talked about it. Well, Kelly, let us talk about some exciting news here. This is Kelly Clarkson on with yeah. us. And she has announced, you may have seen this, she announced that uh, her new album, Chemistry, is coming soon. Yeah. And I was reading a little bit about you know, w why you called it Chemistry, because Chemistry can mean a lot of different things. Was it a challenge to pinpoint the one word? No, and I because I actually messed that up too in the announcement um, because there's a song uh, called that on the album, um, which I accidentally said in one of my <laughs> things, so. um, anyway. So no, I wrote this song um, because it's. I mean, I'm sure we've all been there, right? You're in like a relationship where it's um, it's intoxicating and it's amazing and it's sexy, it's fun, it's all these things, but it can also be like so detrimental for you. Like, you know, it's, it, it's, it's also just not good for you. And, and I wrote this whole song one night, like almost three years ago about, um, that. So, and it kind of, it's hard, you know, when you, I've never made an album like this, but the whole album is like about a full relationship. Right. So mm -hmm. it's all the good and, and the tough times too. So, um, so it was, it was hard to like, think, what do I name the album to kind of encompass everything? Like all the different kind of stages of grief, honestly. So um, I, I went with chemistry because I felt like it represented the, the great side and, and the fun side, and then also the kind of sad, more intense, rough patches, you know? So. And Kelly, there were days or maybe weeks or even longer where you weren't quite sure if you were going to release it at all or when you were going to release it? No, I was um, maybe not going to release it at all. Um, I, I mean, I just, I went so much and I wrote so much that I've I was like oh what what are we doing here like am I just am I doing this for like therapy purposes because I do that a lot of times mm -hmm. a lot of songs I've never released um but um no it was I I, I just didn't know if it was I, I think at the time when you're going through something right you you can't even see the end although people tell you it's there like mm -hmm. and so I just couldn't even realize I, I couldn't actualize me sitting here in an interview right now with you talking about it. I just didn't know that day would be able to come. Um, it sounds very dramatic now that I say it out loud, <laughs> but, but it's, um, you know, it's just so painful that you don't know if you want to vocalize it or even go near it. So, um, but it's been a few years almost now. So, um, and it, it turns out they were right, Ryan. So there is the other side. <laughs> um, and so I think, I think once you, you get there, you're, you're more comfortable with the fact that like, okay, we go through things to connect with people, to, um, to learn from it and whatnot. And, and, um, and that, you know, I'm an artist, so obviously that's how I, I get things out. So do you, okay. So because this is personal and because of all the things you just said, what will it be like when it's the first few hours that the world can listen to these raw emotions and these lyrics and these experiences for you? What will that be like? You think? I, you know, it's interesting. I've never actually been nervous to release anything. Um, and I, I think it's, I'm more nervous, like on a, on a personal level, like, you know, with, with everyone in my world, like personally, I'm more nervous about that um, than anything else. I know my fans are like super supportive and, and I've, I've written, I've always written with a vulnerable heart. So I'm very open. So I'm, I'm not nervous about that. Um, I'm, I think I'm just more nervous on a personal 
on a personal note. And, um, and, and it, you know, cause it's, it's one of those things where you, I'm going to have to keep talking about it and then keep, you know what I'm saying? And keep and performing. performing it. And, mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I did it. I will say though, I had to do, I've already had to do it, uh, once, uh, so far just, uh, to perform something from it. And I was like, Oh, I was like, well, that wasn't, I think, cause that maybe I'm not removed from it. I'm not like compartmentalizing by any means. I just mean like, I, I think I've gotten through it. So I think it, it, I don't know. It, it was much easier than I thought. So. Everyone was excited to hear the news. I know that for sure. Your fans and, and everybody around the world. Chemistry is uh, the name of it. Now, this is an intimate night. So we're talking about a show at Planet Hollywood Resort and Casino. Tickets go on sale Friday morning at 10 a.m. Ticketmaster.com slash Kelly Vegas. What will the chemistry and intimate night with Kelly Clarkson be like? Well, I wanted to do something different. Um than I've ever done. So, um, I mean, I think I've, I've done something actually once here at the Troubadour in Los Angeles. Um, and it was my favorite show. Um, I, I did a show and it was so personal and, you know, I was right there with the fans right at the end of the stage and I was talking and it was more of like a storyteller vibe, like with the songs Mm -hmm. and it just felt really intimate and very much me. And, um, I wanted to be able to reach as many people though, because I did think I was going to go really small with these uh, settings, but I also knew Mama's got a lot of jobs, so <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "We gotta, we gotta." I was like, "We gotta hit like as many people as we can, you know, possibly like if it's only ten nights." But I still wanted to keep it intimate, so um, I felt like uh, the back theater was the the best way to go for me. So, um, so it, you know, it's it's still intimate. It's going to be. Um, you know, very much like a storyteller vibe and like, you know, conversational, but at the same time, I'll be playing all the, look, I hate going to a show when you love an artist and they don't play the songs you want. So I'm going to totally play the songs that people want, obviously. Um, and I want, I haven't performed them in years. Um, so I, you know, I'm excited about that, like all the hits, but also, um, sprinkling the new stuff, you know, throughout those 10 dates and, and really just making it more, you know, even the songs that, you know, like maybe you don't know some of the stuff behind the songs, you know, so it's just more of like a low key, like rock and roll vibe. Like it's not like, um, it's definitely not like your normal, I guess, Vegas right. show is what I'm saying. Well, listen, if you want a chance to go see Kelly, I do have some tickets to call her 102 right now. This year in Vegas with the hotel staying yeah. gas card, 1-800-520-1027. Tickets to chemistry. An intimate night with Kelly Clarkson at Planet Hollywood Resort and Casino. Go on sale Friday, 10 a.m. Ticketmaster.com slash Kelly Vegas. Congratulations, Kelly. Good to hear from you. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks, Ray. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye. Justin Guarini and Kelly Clarkson standing there. And then, I think, is this my favorite Kelly song? They're is also this, great. Is, it, uh, is, is this my favorite or is this my favorite? That one's my favorite. Yeah, oh, no. This is my favorite. Oh, yeah. This is it. This is mine, too. This is my favorite. (sighs) She's the nicest. Mm -hmm. And just real. On air. On air with Ryan Seacrest. Zach is online. Zach, how are you this morning? Hi, Ryan. I'm pretty good. Um, Yeah, just I, I really need some advice. Okay, Zach, what's the topic? What category? Um... So my girlfriend is mad at me because of a. I lost the Snapchat streak that we had. Um, yeah, so I just I just want to know if there's anything I can do or what I could do to make it up to her. So she's mad at you for losing your Snapchat streak. <laughs> How long was the streak? It was 
We've had it since the pandemic began. It was around 937 days. Okay, and why, Tiny, would someone be mad at me if I did that? Because that's like your streak. It's like your cred. I know people that are really obsessed with stuff yeah. like this, and it's kind of a big deal. But, but should they be obsessed about yeah, stuff like this? Yeah, you can't make it up. Like, you can't just start over again. I mean... Can you define what the streak is for everybody? It's basically you have to send snaps to each other every day. And if you lose, if you don't, then the streak goes away and it just wipes out. And then you have to start from the beginning. No different than erasing text messages? It's kind of different. No. It's not on text message. It's on Snapchat. Right. But you erase a chain like a text message. Like I erase the chain we have all the time of our stuff. Is that like getting rid of my streak? Who do you think is going to go in there and like read that? Um, Tubbs is like really. But there's nothing in there curious. that's like. No, I don't know. I don't. Know. I don't need Tubbs seeing all my photos. I have a feeling. I guarantee if Tubbs got in my phone, he go right to my photos. <laughs> I'd love to look through your photos. Tubbs can get into everything of yours. By the way, he's gonna find bedroom photos like that. No. Oh, Tubbs is the one that created all your passwords. By the way, <laughs> I know. Well, Did you post that photo? No. What were you just... doing with that photo? Is I was going to send your girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just woke up and sent it to her and said, good morning. Good morning. It's just a picture of me in a t-shirt with bedhead, yeah. but I don't know. I know, but it's, it's the look that you're Zoolander. getting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the worst. Yeah. I feel so bad about myself showing this picture to you guys. <laughs> you know what? You do you. <sighs> Zach, it's no thirst trap. I'll tell you that. Could Listen, be. Zach. Could be. Zach, I don't, I don't like that she gives such a... You know what? About right. It. There's bigger things in the world to worry about. But but let's let's tackle this issue. So what? You got mad. How do we get past somebody being mad? We apologize. Yes. You say you're sorry. You didn't mean to do it. Just be honest. Can you just do that and move on? I mean, I think I can, but I'm just worried it's not going to be enough. You know, we, it's it's so we started dating long distance, and the Snapchat streak was kind of important to her and to me. So you know, it's. It's kind of a sentimental thing. Uh, and you d- you're not long distance anymore? No, no, not anymore. Well, maybe, Ryan, what he, what he needs is a romantic gesture, like something that we can do to fix it, something that he can do to really prove that he's sorry or that can... So you need a candle, Zach. Okay, what is, what is he going to do with this candle? He's going to bring it to her and say, this is symbolic of my feeling bad about doing it. I didn't mean to do it. Didn't mean to upset anybody here. And I love you. And this candle we're going to light now in memory of our street. Or no, the oh. candle, the flame will never burn out like our street. Yeah, I mean, you figure out the verbiage, but Maybe. you get it, Zach. Can you need a little something. I, I I think I can do that. Zach, are all these pictures gone, right? Uh, uh, they're all gone, yeah. Oh. <sighs> I don't know. All right. Well, Zach, I think we gave you some advice there. Good luck. I thought maybe he could like frame a All picture. Right. Thank you. All right. All right. Bye. 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 Let's get to um, the match game, shall we? Hit it. So we piloted a lot of games on the show, and this is the one that we have the most fun playing. Hopefully you do, too. I need two contestants. We have Melinda. Melinda, good morning. Sherman Oaks on this Wednesday. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Super good. All right, Melinda. Tell me a little bit about yourself there in Sherman Oaks. Uh, I'm trying to win the tickets for my daughter as a graduation gift. <laughs> Perfect. Well, let's nice. hope you're successful. We're the, the educational process right now. Nora now. <laughs> Nora in Palmdale. Nora, are you there? Uh-oh. <laughs> Hello? Hi, is Nora there? 
Yeah, yes. nor should we hear. Yeah, we're here. Uh, sorry, uh, this is. Uh, sorry. Who, who's this? Hi, Ryan. No. You're 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 kind of on speakerphone in my classroom oh. at Antelope Valley College, and we just wanted to say we love you and good luck to my wife. Oh, thank you so Aww. much. Hi, Ryan. All right. Hi, everybody. Hi, students. All right, Nora, are you there? Yep, I'm here. Okay, okay got it. Everybody's listening, and we have a big audience, so sit up straight, everybody. Mm-hmm. So, Melinda and Nora, uh, Nora, I think I know a lot about you, so I can just jump into it. Uh, here's the deal. The winner of Match Game gets to pick Drake or BB Rexit tickets. All right, here we go. Tell you how match game works. I give you a phrase with a blank in it. Our panel here of Sisney, Tanya, Ruby, and Tubbs will write down what they think should go in the blank, and then we'll hear your answer and see who you match with. Here we go. Contestant number one, Melinda. Don't say it out loud. Just think about it. But Easter what? Easter blank. Easter what? Think, think, think. Panel, write down your answers. And here we go. Okay. Melinda, Easter, what did you say? Pig. Easter pig? Pig. Easter egg. Easter egg. Got it. Okay. Easter egg. Let's see if you match with any of our team here on the panel. Sisney, Easter. I said Easter bunny. No. Tanya, Easter. Bunny. No. Ruby, Easter. Bunny. No. What about Tubbs? Egg. All right. Tubbs. Comes through in the clutch situation there. He and you aligned with the egg. All right, great job. You got one. Now, let's get to the next one. So, Nora, think about this. Here we go, Nora. Don't say it out loud. Just think about it. Chocolate. Chocolate blank. Chocolate blank. Think about that. Panel, write down your answers. Got to get more than one match for the win this round. Can you do it? Okay, here we go. Nora, chocolate what? Chocolate cake. Chocolate cake. Sissy, chocolate what? Chocolate cake. Yes, that's one. For the win, Tanya, chocolate what? Chocolate syrup. No. Oh, man. Ruby, for the win, chocolate what? Chocolate mousse. No. <laughs> Tubbs, last round, you had egg. If you get cake, then Nora wins. Chocolate what? Cake. Yeah! yeah! Wow. Wow. I'm surprised nobody said chocolate bar. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Nora, Nora, would you like to go see Drake yeah. or BB Rexa? Yeah. No, Drake. Okay, Drake, congratulations. <laughs> Melinda, you're going to see BB Rexa. Thank you guys for playing a match game. Woohoo! Thank you, Ryan. All right, hang on one second. Yeah, chocolate milkshake, I said. Chocolate milkshake. <laughs> oh, chocolate wow. milk is good, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm not on the panel, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Mayor Karen Bass coming on. You know, LAUSD and the strike last week, it came to uh, a, a close, that strike, after she stepped in to mediate. I'm just curious. I want to dive in a little bit. Like, at what point does she say, I got to get involved? And how do you get involved to make it productive? And by the way, when you're having a challenging situation at work yourself or, or in life, like what are the steps to bring compromise? Exactly. I'm just curious to know her process, too. Mm-hmm. And one of the first big challenges I think that she's been met with while mayor that needed immediate attention. Right. Resolution. Certainly 
in the world of our, our schools here in L.A. Now, Tanya comes in with her trending reports, and good news is she picks them based on what's happening in the world, and then she has her view on them, mm-hmm. at which point we hear the view, and then we're asked, what we, what's your view? So let's get into it. Well, this one I feel like maybe we ask, find a professional because I don't know quite know the answer. But I bring this question up because I'm sure you were just as shocked as I was to hear Reese Witherspoon and Jim Toth were getting a divorce after 12 years of marriage. I thought everybody thought that this was like a celebrity couple that was going to go the distance. So what in the world happened? Well, the U.S. Sun is reporting. They said, this is from the U.S. Sun, Jim just isn't the guy Reese married. His personality, his attitude, and his whole take on life really changed when he got out of the agency business. Call it a midlife crisis if you want, but that's when the tattoos, the weird jewelry, the dressing like somebody half of his age really took hold. And so I wanted to talk about this because I feel like, I do believe midlife crisis crisis crises exist and i do believe that people change over time and i think that's kind of what you want you know what i mean like you want to grow as an individual as you get older but how do you make it so that you guys grow together as a couple and not apart because you hear this often you know people go through midlife crisis and then they just completely change and they abandon their significant other so interesting to think about a midlife crisis or just like wanting to dress younger because like mm. I put bracelets on. Why? Because I want to feel younger. Yeah, honestly. but I don't think to me personally, I don't think at least up until now, I don't think you've had a midlife crisis. But now you think I am? No, I'm saying, I mean, maybe you can in the future. I don't know. I can't look in the I don't future. Think I would, but, but, so I but rephrase that. Younger? Why do you have to say crisis? I'm not having a crisis. I'm because, in like crisis. Because I think, I'm just wanting to turn back time. But I don't think that you've experienced this. I think a midlife crisis no, I, is when you really panic about where about you are. Your- in, and, in your life, your age. Well, yeah. I, I will say that I think, I don't know, for me, it's become a natural thing to start like looking at younger guys and wanting to wear their clothes. That's not the same thing. I'm just telling you, <laughs> for me. I Sissini? don't know. I, I don't know that you want... I think you do it for style, more yeah. so the fact that you want to look younger well then i'm playing it off well or like <laughs> be younger i don't know yeah, like, just... you really want to be younger yeah um, i don't hate the notion grass isn't greener over there do you think but think about it what would you do if you're part you're with someone and they just completely change everything about themselves how they're how they're acting, how they're eating, how they're dressing. Couples, how they're looking. For me, couples therapy, I'd have to understand. It could it, right? go both ways, and I don't think I don't think either one of them is innocent here. You know, we're only kind of getting one side of the story. Well, right. I think it's obviously. I mean, a relationship is two people, so yeah. You so have I think to she, figure she out she how to make it changed work. a little too, and then and then that's like they grew even further apart. So and maybe it was a long time coming too. Right. Yeah. But I think that. For me, I do laugh at myself sometimes l- taking a cue from someone younger to make myself feel like I'm staying the same. Like, I'm not evolving. I'm not aging. I'm not getting older. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's just my... Cubs, you ever do that? But do we do it for youngness do or do we do it for style? Like, what's the difference between... Well, to me, being, being in style makes me feel 10 years younger sometimes. Right. right? But, it's the, but it's the young people that like have my the cargo style pants, sometimes. Right? My cargo pants. Haley Bieber wore those. Idris Elba wore those. And also, she, and I wanted to order them. Yeah. I think if you were having a midlife crisis, I would step in. No, you wouldn't. You don't think so? 
Mm-mm. I'd hope not. <laughs> Why? Wouldn't you want your friends to help step in? Help? Yeah. You, I got a red car. So what? <laughs> Leave me alone. That's not a midlife crisis. <laughs> Sarah. Hey, Sarah, good morning. Thank you for calling. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. So your roommate is up all night? Yeah. Um, so I just recently moved in with her. Um, I was referred to her by a friend, and she's really, really nice and sweet. But she just stays up all night. Um, like, she will decide to wash the dishes at midnight, and she's not even gentle about putting anything away. Right. And then she'll sometimes shower at 1 a.m. and then proceed to blow dry her hair right after. Why is she up all night? Well, she's a bartender, so she doesn't get home till like, midnight, 1 a.m. Um, but not, when she sleeps until with- noon... Can you go to bed with wet hair? I mean, it yeah. not, not great. I do it every night. Me too. I don't like to. If I can get sick that way. But would you air dry it or hair dry it or whatever it is in the middle of the night? No, that's not. I feel like that would be rude if you have roommates that are asleep already. Or like so if Michael was sleeping, I wouldn't do that. Your schedule's conflict. So she works late and she's up all night. Then she sleeps till noon. What's your schedule? I just work on nine to five. Okay. So like I come home right after work and like I'm up at like, 637 in the morning is it just that she makes too much noise that's really what's bothering you yeah and i i did mention it to her but it just kind of really hasn't stopped so like i don't know if i should be like normal volume in the morning when like i'm getting ready because she doesn't use normal she's like normal volume at night mm-hmm. i don't no, know it's a it's a problem because she's really on that schedule for work it's not like she's like partying all night and yeah. blow drying her mm-hmm. hair over a, having a beer She's like on that schedule. I remember I worked that overnight schedule. It's, I mean, she's bartending. I worked overnight at the radio station. Sissy, you did too. Uh-huh. And you get off at 5 a.m. and your you're like nighttime is your morning. And then you go to bed. You have breakfast, which is dinner. And then you go to sleep. It's kind of a dreadful schedule. Some tough hours. And so, I mean, we've all had roommates and it may not be the ideal match. So what can you do to band-aid the situation for now? I was going to say sound machines, earplugs. Mm-hmm. All that's not ideal, but it's just temporary. And I also think, Sarah, you say to her, look, I'm going to do my part. I'm going to put the white noise machine on. I've got these earplugs, but please, can you help me by being as considerate as possible when you have to blow dry your hair and, you know, clean up in the kitchen? Yeah. There's a way to meet here in the middle. Yeah, I could definitely do that. All right, great. Well, good luck. Good luck. Thank you. I had plenty of roommate situations. We'd have to have these awful meetings. Mm -hmm. We'd have to have roommate meetings. We lived with six of us, I think, five or six of us at once. And we'd do these dreadful like Wednesday night meetings at nine o'clock or something. Every Wednesday? Well, there was always a problem. So it seemed like it was every Wednesday. You know, somebody was eating your food. uh, Somebody was like not doing the towels. Like they, you'd share a bathroom and they have, there'd be one towel and you'd have to use the same towel as your roommate. Okay, like no, we, you all should have your own towels. I know, that's why we had the meeting. <laughs> that's why we had the meeting. It's so gross. It's so <laughs> gross. But I mean, there's a f- fine line between so gross and so lazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I was just too lazy that the gross didn't matter because of my laziness. Yeah. Oh, nine o'clock Wednesday night meetings with the roommate. Somebody would forget to pay a bill. You know, they didn't contribute. Right. There's a lot of drama. And then we'd go to Craigslist to replace them. You did? Yeah, yeah, that's how you found roommates back oh, in the day. Yeah. Craigslist. We, we interviewed people. Uh-huh. We rolled wow. through to interviews. On air. On air with-
with Ryan Seacrest. Are people asking you, like, hey, what do you think is going to happen with TikTok? I'm like, I don't know. I know. Well, I know. Like, I have the in. Inside scoop. What are you going to... My friends, what do you think is going to happen with TikTok? I, I think know. it's going to go away. Call Tanya. Call Tanya. Uh, I don't know. Tensions are high, you know, between our country and China. Tensions are high, and we're in a fragile international environment mm-hmm. right now. So... I saw on TikTok, and I found this interesting about the negative things we say all the time without even thinking about it. We always talk about cutting down the negative self-talk, but they're so common, they just come out. So there's a science behind The brain is wired to filter out whatever you're not directly focused on. So if you're not focused on it directly, then you know your brain is wired to not retain it so if you're obsessing about your pimples or you don't like your nose you're not going to see how amazing your eyes are or great your smile is Mm -hmm. so we focus on the positive instead we filter out the negative so for example phrases to stop saying they say when something is funny don't say i'm dead i'm dying instead say i'm living for that i say that all the time everyone says that everyone says which I'm Everyone dead. says, oh, I'm dead. They, that's like the phrase to say when something is hilarious. Or send like the skull and crossbones emoji. Dying, so, laughing, so dying. When you love it, you say I'm dead. Mm-hmm. Right. They're saying say I'm living. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like it too. All right, when you're dreading something. When you're dreading it. Dreading, dreading, dreading. Anything in life. Uh, people say kill me. Instead, they say don't say that. They say I'll be so happy when I get over through this basically and stronger for it. <laughs> That one's wordy. That seems like a lot to me. Makes me that much Um, stronger. Yeah. (laughs) When you forget something, I mean, you beat yourself up. Maybe you say, I'm so dumb, so stupid. Right. Don't say that. Just say, I will do better. These are what TikTok says. This is like so positive. Yeah, it's good. (laughs) Kind of corny, though. No. I know what you mean, though. It's crazy. It's crazy that you feel that it's corny. Like that, we need to change right. our mindset. I know, I know, I know. Well, I guess when, so if you get the flu and you say, how are you doing? You say, I'm sick. Uh, they say, don't say I'm sick, say I'm healing. Yeah, I'm or I'll healing. be better soon. I'll be better soon. Not, mm-hmm. I feel like crap. Tubbs, you have a <laughs> healing day? Did you take a healing day last year? <laughs> any, any healing days? Mm, Only two more healing one. days left. <laughs> Do you think we give each other positive reinforcement here on News? positive words i feel like in general i mean sure we can be like trying to be funny cynical but i think in general we're pretty positive i don't know what do you think yes curious to know if you text me to 41027 where is the positivity level of this show where are we one to ten where's the positivity level of this show now forget the entertainment value of our sarcasm and cynicism sometimes but or used to talk back feature on ai radio app let me play some of that back one to ten, Sisney, where's the positivity factor on this show? I would say, if you were to say to me, what do you want this show to be? I would say I want it to be positive. What would mm-hmm. you say? Yes, 100%. Right? Happy. Happy, escapism, levity, sometimes like full of nothing. But it depends on the day of the week because I think sometimes on Tuesdays we can be a little like... Draggy. Yeah. But we're supposed to be so that Wednesday's upbeat. Yeah, but like if you, you didn't drag on Tuesday, Wednesday, what's Wednesday? Right, but then you started this morning off talking about his long nail. Yeah, well, you dragged me down, but I came out of it because I'm positive. <laughs> on air. On air with Ryan Seacrest. 
Speaking of Los Angeles and all the hit music coming out of here, we've got our mayor on the line with us now, Mayor Karen Bass. Hello, Mayor. How are you? I am doing just fine. How are you? I'm doing well, but you know, I got to tell you something. Sometimes when we play some of the songs here on Kiss FM, I do picture you in like a suburban being driven around listening. Does that ever happen? <laughs> yes, it does. Nice. Okay. Well, that makes that makes us happy. Yeah. Uh, well, listen, there, there's something I really want to have you on with uh, with us to discuss was the LA USD strike and situation. But before that, I, you know, we too many times start our days and we see this horrible news of of kids being shot and not being safe in schools mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and places around the country. Um, it rocks us to the core. This one in Nashville happened very close to where my niece was in school, about 10 minutes away, and they were on lockdown oh. Oh. When, 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 when everything was active there in Nashville. And you can't, mm-hmm. you can't help but think if you've got kids and your kids are going off to school here in, in Southern California, this goes through your mind, right? So what do you say to those parents? Well, you know, uh, absolutely. I mean, and, and as a parent, I mean, it's just chilling, and I'm sorry to hear that your niece had to experience that. You know, we have been lucky so far in LA Unified. We've not experienced that, and fingers crossed that we won't. But, you know, the sad thing is is that until we have national laws in place, I mean, we have the best laws in California and in Los Angeles, but still this has to be dealt with as a nation. And I'm very worried, especially with the House of Representatives, how it has taken such an extreme turn to the right with the Republicans taking over, that there's not going to be much hope that we would get significant legislation passed out of this House today, this, this year. When, when this news is breaking, um, what goes through your mind, your, your mind personally? Well, just, just the fear, just imagining the terror that those parents must feel, especially as they wait. And, you know, they always have to wait hours and hours before they know whether their children are alive. Oh, that's devastating. And that's something that is just gut-wrenching. Mayor Karen Bass with us now here on KISS FM. Well, listen, it was a tense and tough three-day strike. As people know here in Southern California, they were so directly impacted by it in Los Angeles. How, you, you stepped in, you mediated, we got to a place of an agreement. What were those, those initial days like for you where you, you, didn't, you didn't step in? And what, what was the determining factor for you to get in and fix this? Well, actually, I had stepped in quite early. It just wasn't public. Uh, Both parties decided it would be best for it not to be public, so we didn't say anything Mm -hmm. until toward the end. But I will tell you, it was a real education for me, and I think it probably was not just for those of us in Los Angeles, but around the country. I mean, here you have people who work in our schools and take care of our children every single day, and their wages are so low that many of them experience housing insecurity. Many of them are in and out of living in their cars and moving from place to place, and that's just unacceptable. And the thing I think also that people might forget about this part of the workforce is that they are parents, and their kids go to LA Unified. Mm -hmm. So not only are they of the first responders with our kids, but they are also parents of LAUSD children. How... how just in terms of your role, how mm-hmm. did you specifically, as the time went by, how did you get it to to be two parties agreeing to something here for a solution? Well, I mean, I think that uh, what was most important is that the uh, union was very clear 
that this was going to be a line in the sand. Their workforce had to be paid wages where they could support themselves. And then the superintendent who agreed with that. I mean, this was a, a monumental raise. The question was, how can the district afford it? So with that alone, I think there was a lot of common ground. The superintendent agreed that a, a significant raise was necessary. He agreed that um, uh, health insurance should cover not just the employees, but their families. That's a big deal. But the, the, the biggest obstacle was just doing the math. And so that made me feel like over time we were going to reach agreement. We just needed to stick with it, you know, dig deep, look at the finances, come up with several scenarios, several different ways of, of financing it. And so that happened. And I believe the union will ratify the contract today. That's good news. It's interesting to hear that you were involved early on. We just didn't know, yeah. you know, because I, I felt relief when I read the news that you stepped in. And <laughs> I didn't know you. that you were already behind the scenes. Exactly. Oh, yeah, very much so. But you know what? I'm not somebody that um, jumps in front of cameras. <laughs> uh, you know, to me, me either. Most <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I, I, had, I had no need to grandstand, even though I was being hit by the press for, quote unquote, not being involved. It was more important for me to get to resolution than it was to worry about whether I was being criticized. Well, that's a relief. <laughs> you know, it's good to, it's actually great to hear you say that. Mm -hmm. uh, thanks for coming on. I know you got a lot going on, but we really wanted to reflect on that moment because we had very emotional listeners calling in saying exactly what you said. I've got to have two jobs. I can't afford to sleep somewhere. This right. is crazy. And it right. really, it, it, you know, when we heard the raw emotion and tears from our listeners calling in from moms calling in who are working, uh, it was, it, it was very striking and very moving. And, you know, one thing that we have to figure out in our city, you shouldn't have to get to the point of living in a tent in order to get help. So I am very, very worried that right now we're going to see another real big increase in homelessness because of the protections, the uh, COVID protections going away and massive evictions taking place. And so one thing that I would love to follow up with you is to let listeners know that the city council did pass protections for tenants. And I'm just worried that people won't know that those protections were passed. So I would love to give you that information so that your listeners, the ones that were calling you in tears, know that there is help from the city available. Well, that's great to hear. And we will absolutely love to have that follow up with you. Mayor Karen Bass, thank you for coming. I'm just looking here. They're telling me that you are the four. So I've been here for, I don't know tens of years, but uh, mm -hmm. the fourth mayor we've had on, Mayor Han, Villaragosa, Mayor Garcetti, now Mayor Bass. I'm very, very proud to know that. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming with us. I'm, I'm always happy to be on. Thank you. You take good care. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> bye-bye. like Mayor Bass got the right energy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good energy in the morning, uh -huh. right? Uh, interesting. Because I thought when I read, oh, she stepped in to mediate, what was the like why right now why this hour what exactly. was the what was the straw this hour turns out she said she was involved from the get-go right time. it was almost yeah. like she came in to save the day but nope she was there the whole Sorry, time yeah. um all right mark mayor han you're taking me back what did we talk to mayor han about oh that was very early on when we were doing the show from hollywood and highland oh i do remember the conversations, but I can't remember what challenges were f we were facing then with Mayor Han. 
2005, early 2005. Oh, big challenges. No mm-hmm. fun. Yeah, big ones. <laughs> On air. On air with Ryan Seacrest. That's going to do it for us tomorrow. We're back with the Ryan's Roses. Sisney, what's the plan till 11? I've got San Diego Zoo tickets coming your way. Go see all the animals. Have a good day, guys. Thanks for listening to On Air with Ryan Seacrest. Make sure to subscribe, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.